Okay, I got it. He's in Multnomah County. Ty, you did great. You, you came in on your white horse. You saved the day. Freeman X out. African Kings is up. And Fight the Empire is next. Thank you for listening to KBOO. Listening to KBOO Portland 90.7 FM. The time is 8:59 a.m. Next up, we have Fight the Empire. Well, good morning. This is Fight the Empire. My name is Pierre Fograng, and this is your radio station, KBOO, the only radio station that is fighting the empire. All the other radio, commercial radio stations, are funded by imperial uh, uh, corporations. So anyway, KBOO is here for you, and we hope you will be here for us. There's a way to uh, contribute to KBOO without not having our usual pledge drive, but we are still need the money to keep us operating on the air. So uh, go to the KBU webpage and click on the Donate button, and you can find out uh, how you can uh, keep this, uh, keep your radio station going. So uh, now let's go on with the show. Um, Professor Stephen Cohen died September 18th. Uh, he was 81 years old. Uh, he was a scholar of Russian history and a professor at uh, New York University and Princeton. Uh, most of all, he was a, a rare voice calling for peace with Russia. And he was also, uh, several times, he was a guest on this show. Well, I have to say that uh, Stephen Cohen's voice is needed now more than ever. And you might ask why, because it looks, uh, from here, it looks like... Uh, 
Joe Biden is uh, set to become our next president, uh, as we saw the other night on the uh, on the uh, debate. On the debate, Donald Trump is such an odious, ugly personality. He makes Joe Biden a rational choice. But I have to say that uh, Biden is uh, dangerous in his own way. He has a long history of antagonism against Russia. Plus, he has a platform uh, calling for more of the same. It's not that uh, it's not that Donald Trump was a peacemonger. He uh, sometimes talked peace, but acted very aggressively. He dumped treaties with Iran and Russia, made all sorts of bellicose statements against China. But you might say that Trump is just too disorganized, uh, too full of himself to be any kind of a credible peacemaker. Uh, Joe Biden, on the other hand, has uh, long practiced his warrior skills. Uh, he was President Obama's point man on Ukraine, in which the U.S. Uh, uh, helped overthrow an elected, uh, an elected president and set a whole uh, lot of uh, events in motion there. Uh, well, it looks like uh, Joe Biden may uh, may get his chance for more of the same. He um, he has a liberal establishment behind him, and this is uh, where we really need a voice like Stephen Cohen's. Uh, I really recommend uh, an essay he wrote uh, back in 2018. And the title is, What Putin Is Not. We hear all kinds of uh, you know, people telling us who Putin is. Uh, and according to Stephen Cohen, they are mis- really mistaken. They, they uh, misread him uh, purposely or not. Uh, his essay begins with a, uh, a warning from none other than and no one else but Henry Kissinger, back in two, the year 2000. Uh, Kissinger said that uh, the, the demonization of Vladimir Putin is not a policy, it is an alibi for not having one. And one thing that uh, Cole remarks, Bob, is that the, uh, the criticism, the uh, anger, vilification of Putin is is worse and stronger than the uh, than the uh, what we said about Soviet communist leaders back in their day, and you really have to wonder why. Well, Nicholas Kristof uh, uh, wrote in 2004, "quote We were suckered. Uh, Putin is not a sober Boris Yeltsin." Well, that's kind of a telling remark in a way, because Boris Yeltsin, uh, sober or not, really kind of gave away Russia to uh, Western investors. He kind of destroyed the uh, the economy that was left over from the Soviet days and sold off uh, 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 people's assets to uh, investors for uh, pennies on the dollar. This is sort of where a lot of these uh, oligarchs originated. They got rich by uh, selling uh, selling off Russia. Also, another uh, another telling remark is from the Wall Street Journal. It's time we start thinking of Putin's Russia 
as an enemy of the United States. Well, in his essay, uh, Cohen kind of uh, breathes a little sense into all this talk about Russia. Uh, for one thing, it's, as I said before, the uh, title of it is What Putin Is Not. And according to Cohen, Putin uh, did not uh, de-democratize Russia. Uh, democratization uh, of Russia actually began under uh, Mikhail Gorbachev in the last days of the Soviet Union. And it was ended by uh, Boris Yeltsin, our man, who was our man in the Kremlin. He also says that uh, uh, Putin is not an absolute dictator, his power seems to be based on balancing uh, various uh, patronage networks. In other words, there are very powerful, uh, wealthy people in Russia, some of whom more or less support uh, Putin, others don't, and they all have their own, uh, uh, you know, their own projects to support. They are out for themselves, and. Uh, so uh, Putin does not have the power to tell them what to do. He kind of has to balance uh, balance the power that exists in Russia. Another thing is that uh, Putin uh, does not revere Stalin. Uh, Stalin, uh, his, his own family, uh, suffered uh, quite a bit under the Soviet Union. Uh, Putin did not create the... Uh, kleptocracy uh, this took shape uh, under Boris Yeltsin and uh, recently the uh, World Bank uh, rates uh, the nations of the world as to sort of uh, uh, how they how they conduct business and uh, the World Bank rated Russia uh, number 35 out of 190 nations but what Putin did was that he reversed the Yeltsin disaster, which is why he uh, is popular in Russia. Uh, he is not... Another, another thing that Cohen says is that uh, uh, Putin, uh, uh, Putin was a KGB uh, uh, agent in Germany, uh, but he was not... This kind of opened his outlook. He speaks flawless German. He... Uh, he op it opened his outlook to uh, to European uh, values, European interests, and uh, according to Cohen, uh, Putin is not a killer. There is no proof that he is a killer. It's been said many, many times by people who uh, who hate him. Uh, under Yeltsin, uh, under Boris Yeltsin, forty-one journalists were killed. It's, one thing that is laid against uh, Putin is uh, is journalists who uh, wound up being killed. Uh, but what's not re was not noticed is that uh, 41 journalists were killed under Boris Yeltsin and 41 under Putin. What this means really is that uh, the, the the killers of these journalists are not necessarily government agents or acting for governments. They're acting on behalf of uh, of the Russian gangsters or whoever. Another thing is Putin is not. He is not a fascist or a white supremacist. 
you might say he's a uh, a soft authoritarian. He is not aggressive abroad. We a lot is made of his uh, his moves in Ukraine and uh, and Crimea, but you might say that this is kind of on his uh, his home territory, and it's uh, responding to Western moves in the Ukraine. So, uh, and he is not. Uh, Final thing is that Putin is not anti-American. When he first came into office, he was actually hoping for some kind of a, a partnership with uh, with the West, which was uh, he, he never got. This, this was denied him, and Putin wound up saying, "Well, we uh, we trusted you too much." So what we need uh, in the, in the, dealing with Russia is a balanced evaluation, which we are not getting from the usual voices. This is one thing that uh, uh, Professor Stephen Cohen was uh, uh, was invaluable voice. He was able to uh, uh, look at Russia as it is, uh, considering its history, and uh, it, he sort of put in a needed uh, kind of a, a rationality uh, you did not regard Russia as an enemy the way uh, some of our leaders do. This uh, this is Fight the Empire being brought to you on KBOO, your radio station. Um, we are here with your support. We are here to speak for you. Uh, we uh, speak with you to the powers that be, which... Uh, most other radio stations do not do in any consistent way, and so we come to you uh, uh, for support. This is a kind of a, a novel, <clears throat> a novel way of uh, of making radio, where people actually chip in and create their own radio station, and they broadcast what uh, what they think that uh, is should be heard by the public public at large. Well, recently, uh, or if people want to call in with their comments on this, I'd love to hear from you. The number to call is uh, 503-231-8187. That's 503-231-8187. Well, Russia recently had a uh, an election. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, Putin's forces uh, won, uh, uh, scored a pretty, uh, pretty big victory. Uh, they uh, they won most of their elections throughout Russia, uh, and according to Wall Street Journal, uh, the voters uh, the voters were uh, they wanted stability. Russia has been through some uh, tumultuous times in the last. Uh, a number of years, and the voters more than ever wanted uh, wanted a stable government that would uh, kind of conduct business in, in a normal way. And uh, this is what they saw in Vladimir Putin. Uh, there were some complaints about the uh, about election uh, shenanigans or whatever. Uh, they. As far as I can tell, they didn't rise to the level of uh, 
gross violations. It was sort of the complaints you hear quite often uh, in Russia and other countries, by the way. But uh, so, uh, actually, Alexei Navalny, who is big in the news now, he, uh, some of his supporters won in a couple of cities in Russia. But by and large, uh, which is interesting because according to the BBC, the opposition uh, makes some gains. Well, they did make some gains, but they seemed uh, uh, not not huge by any standard. And so uh, Putin came through the election, uh, you know, pretty much uh, with his... Uh, with his power base intact. A big item in the news recently was uh, Alexei Navalny was uh, was poisoned. And uh, he was able, he was, at first he, uh, he was treated in a, uh, a Russian hospital and then he was uh, and his family wanted him uh, sent to Germany, which uh, eventually happened. And so uh, Navalny uh, recovered uh, in Germany. I believe he has gone back to Russia again uh, to uh, do his political work. Uh, but it's interesting that uh, if Russian agents, uh, government agents, poison Alexei Navalny, they really botched the job. Um, they uh, supposedly the the poison they used was uh, was called called Novichok, which is actually a group of poisons. These are nerve agents, uh, a group of nerve agents that were developed under the Soviet Union, and uh, supposedly uh, these uh, nerve agents uh, killed in- practically instantly. They uh, you know, one drop uh, on a skin can uh, can kill a person uh, quite quickly, and uh, but that didn't happen with Navalny. He uh, he got on a plane and fell ill. At first, it was thought he was poisoned by uh, a cup of tea he drank at the airport cafe, but now it seems he uh, might have been poisoned by. Uh, uh, some kind of substance from uh, his apartment or the hotel room he was staying at. And so he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't die at all. He survived with the help of uh, Russian doctors. And then he, uh, so it just seems there are so many ways to poison somebody uh, quickly and, uh, and undetected that uh, you would have to say that uh, uh, in Navalny's case, they really, whoever was out to get him, uh, really messed up. Uh, you might say that the uh, uh, the poisoning of Navalny was uh, guaranteed to go public, uh, but he survived. And you have to uh, wonder why this... Uh, uh, this uh, nerve agent uh, didn't uh, didn't quickly kill uh, Navalny. There's one theory going around that says, in fact, I think it is uh, 
Navalny himself says that uh, uh, this is not a, a botched job that he, according to Navalny and others, uh, Putin wants people to know that he is poisoning his critics, that he's kind of flaunting it. He's kind of like a, a mad emperor uh, trying to uh, uh, try, trying to uh, wipe out all his enemies. This, uh, uh, this uh, to me, this is uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You think if uh, if Putin wanted to get rid of his uh, opponents, uh, there are uh, he could have done so quickly and undetected. Uh, but that didn't happen. And whatever one may think of Putin, he's not stupid. And there are other other suspects in the case of Navalny and some of these other uh, people who have been uh, uh, poisoned in Russia. You know, Navalny has a, he's a kind of a corruption fighter, an anti-corruption fighter. And he has uh, a lot of corrupt enemies. Uh, not all the crooks in Russia are connected to Putin. This is kind of a, a mistake that a lot of people make, that uh, they seem to think that uh, Putin pulls all the strings in Russia and that anything bad that happens can be traced back to him. Uh, well, that is not the case. And uh, from uh, reading Stephen Cole, you can see that that is not not the way things are, the way things operate in Russia. Uh, Putin is kind of balancing a lot of the very powerful uh, interests uh, for uh, for his own uh, political uh, purposes. And you could also say who, uh, what other suspects would there be in the uh, in the case of uh, Navalny? You could say that the uh, some of the U.S. Uh, U.S. intelligence uh, uh, spies. Uh, they, if, you, if you look at it, they have more to gain from the poisoning of uh, Navalny than anybody else. So getting back to uh, one thing Navalny talks about uh, accusing Putin, he, uh, he brings up the case of uh, Sergei Skripal, who was uh, poisoned in England. Uh, Skripal was a, uh, a Russian uh, agent who uh, sort of turned switch sides, and he was arrested and uh, jailed for treason. And uh, he was later released in a, a spy swap, and he went to England. And he uh, he lived in Salisbury. It's very interesting that one of his uh, uh, friends and neighbors in Salisbury was a fellow named Pablo Miller, who was his uh, sort of uh, uh, his uh, the agent his his British agent in charge when he was uh, still in the Soviet Union. Linda's on the line. We have somebody on the line. Good. Hello, you're yes. on the Hi, parents. Linda, um, I wanted to ask you about Putin. Um, part of the reason I think people think he's a dictator is because whatever happened to the government in the last few months where he 
um, somehow all of the before Parliament or whatever it was uh, resigned at once or were fired at once, and it was so that he could get 12 more years in office. Can you talk about that for us so we can understand what that all is about? Well, I'm not too sure. What, I guess what happened was that, uh, you know, he passed, uh, uh, I think I think in Russia they had kind of, well, like we have term limits, uh, and they had the same in Russia, and that uh, Putin uh, sort of uh, pushed through a uh, change in the law that, uh, you know, getting rid of term limits or extending them, and so it's possible now that uh, if he wanted to, and if he was elected, uh, that he could uh, he could stay uh, president of Russia until the year, I believe, 2036, which is quite quite a long time from now. Putin would be a, a really old guy by then. And so, well, and uh, it's typical kind of move like we would call a dictator in, say, a country of Africa. You know, there's several countries in Africa come to mind in the last decades that spent 40 years in power by doing similar things and still holding elections. And it certainly does make him look, I mean, and didn't everybody quit who was in the current, I don't know if it, what they call it, a parliament? Uh, not that I know of, no, I don't think so. I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought there, well, I, I remember reading uh, at least 19 quit on one day and, um, you know, there was a lot of hoopla about it in the newspapers. I may have that wrong. I'll try to look it up again. But it makes it appear that he, ha- you know, that he's intent on maintaining at least governmental governmental power. Whatever forces he has to balance, he wants to have the strings of the governance. Well, that could be. He wants uh, he um, for him to, for him to stay in power until twenty thirty six. He would have to actually win elections. At least that's the way things are now. He, uh, you know, he was. Uh, R- Russia recently did have elections. Hello, and Kebu Air Room. Hello. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Hello. I'm still on Please, there, Ty. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was. Um, he would. He he would have to be. He would have to be voted. Uh, he has to be voted in elections, and he uh, trying to hey, kind of got disconnected here with uh, with okay. the inter- for for uh, I believe he. Uh, well, Linda, what, what question were you asking? Let's get back to the well, question. Well, really, what I wanted to know was that didn't you know, wasn't that a big power move of his that makes him look like everybody else that we call dictators around the world? I mean, when you when you rig it up and so many people quit all at once and you're rigging it up so that you can keep being in power. And as you said, there had been a recent election, but are those elections considered, um, how are they viewed internationally and by international monitors? Are the elections fair or not fair? It seems that there were protests, you know, not dissimilar to you know, what you might expect after our election now. Well, I, have, I haven't heard any big, huge criticism. There have been some criticisms, but I haven't heard anything. Uh, if they were really uh, outrageously rigged, I haven't heard it. Uh, maybe we will, but uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, uh, Putin's side 
as a party called United Russia, they did quite well. And uh, how okay. actually, uh, Alexei yeah. Navalny, uh, his, some of his supporters, they won in a couple of cities too. You, okay, you were well, saying thank that? you, Pear. I appreciate it. If there's somebody, can, I don't know of any uh, uh, parliament uh, parliamentarians that are quitting just like that. It's uh, if anybody has I'll, information, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you via KBU Radio. Okay, or sure. Okay, okay. it's All interesting. Right, thank you, because I think I could just do it. Fight the Empire, care of uh, or fight the Empire at kboo.org. I think I that'll work. Via yeah. that way. Yeah. I think that'll work. All right. Well, work. thank you, Pear. Actually, that it brings to mind a case where actually uh, uh, back when uh, when Yeltsin was uh, president of Russia, he actually uh, <laughs> he uh, this is in the early 1990s he actually had a, an elected parliament uh, shelled by cannons. Uh, this was the uh, you had an elected parliament that was. Uh, uh, they were mainly uh, uh, communist uh, uh, politicians, but they had been elected, and uh, they were they were meeting in Parliament. And uh, Boris Yeltsin, who was uh, pushing a kind of a, a president uh, at that time, uh, Russia had a parliamentary type of of system, and the Yeltsin wanted a sort of presidential system, and uh, he actually had. Uh, this parliament uh, uh, bombarded with artillery. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. But that was, uh, gee whiz, that was almost 30 years ago. Back Bruce then. is on the line. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Pear. I, I don't know why um, people are, well, I don't know why Putin doesn't imitate our democracy. And you saw with the debates, the, the level of uh, <laughs> intelligent debate they had. I mean, let's... Oh boy. Let's take the let's take the gloves off of uh, this this wonderful democracy have, we have. It was on display. Putin's up against an empire, um, and he's fighting the empire. And and yes, like FDR, he's going to be in for twelve or sixteen years. Um, and um, as far as I know. The 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 what he's done is to assure some sort of coherent succession after he's gone. Mm-hmm. But right well. now, right now he he has railed against George Bush running around like a madman with a razor, and that's that with Hugo Chavez is the greatest analysis of what we of what the world went through during George Bush's tenure. And so right now the enemy of, of, of world peace is the United States, not Vladimir Putin. Well, you have to say we are in more places around the world than anybody else. We have the biggest uh, military budget of any, of any nation in, in, in the world. And, uh, you know, when you look at uh, where we have our bases kind of surrounding Russia on all sides, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Putin, whatever you may say about Putin, he's not stupid. He uh, seems pretty astute. He's not a uh, raving uh, lunatic like <laughs> like President Donald Trump, as he saw the other night. Uh, I think he's a pretty cagey guy. Uh, 
I don't know if I call him a Democrat or not. He, he yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Yes, well, I think it's time for our show to uh, end.